Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, animal fans, and welcome to the Pet Place Radio Show. I'm your host, Marie Hewitt, and we've got a truly serious issue to discuss today. You know, in times of fiscal difficulties, our government will almost always take steps backward in the area of humane treatment of animals in the name of cost savings, and you won't believe what Governor Brown is planning on doing This morning, Judy Mancuso will be stopping by to talk about the potential repealing of the Hayden Act and what that will mean in terms of animal deaths in our state. Then, after our halftime break, Ruth Ann Crissa has news about the release of a new high-tech ID tag that will help get pets back home if they are ever lost or separated from their owners. This is a really important Pet Place Radio show today with information that will allow you to help animals, so please stay tuned for the next 30 minutes and we'll get started right after a very quick station message here on K Mozart. Welcome back. You're listening to the Pet Place Radio Show on K Mozart. I'm Marie Hewitt, and joining me now is animal advocate and longtime friend of the Pet Place. It's Judy Mancuso. Good morning, Judy. Good morning, Marie. Thanks for having me. Well, I really love having you on the show because you're such a wealth of information and you always bring us such great news. And today you've got some news which isn't so great. And rather than me talking, I'd like you to kind of fill us in on what's going on. Okay. Well, right now the governor is proposing um, a repeal of what's called the animal adoption mandate. And this is bad for our pets and our shelters and the welfare of animals in California. Back in 1998, Senator Tom Hayden passed a law that did several things, and one was to increase the whole time that shelters held a stray animal uh, for four to six days, from 72 hours to four to six days. Mm. And the reason for this is because people would show up at a shelter, and because 72 hours isn't that long of a period, the animal would already be euthanized, Mm -hmm. which is, of course, heartbreaking. So four to six days was thought to give the shelters more time uh, for the owners to come and redeem their animals, but also to reach out to rescue groups and to the community and try to get these animals adopted. Uh, The mentality of animal control was a catch-and-kill mentality for public safety, and in 98, with the Hayden Law, uh, what this did is is set the stage and policy for California to be uh, much more compassionate towards our pets and say, hey, let's try to get these animals adopted and back home uh, versus killing them. Mm-hmm. It also created uh, a few other uh, mandates to uh, provide veterinary care and to hold exotic animals like rabbits and snakes and feral cats are cats deemed to be feral because Mm -hmm. it's impossible to tell if a cat is feral or not in Mm -hmm. a shelter 
And so it did a lot of very compassionate uh, things that really moved animal welfare forward. And now um, we're looking at, you know, going way back in time. It's it's really, I'm I'm very disappointed about this. And, you know, I worked at the Orange County Animal Shelter for about 15 years, and we were under the constraints. I mean, nobody wanted to euthanize animals who worked there. And right. we wanted to get these animals placed, and we wanted to get them home, or we wanted to get them into rescues. And dealing with the time constraints that were imposed upon us that, you know, the regular employees really didn't have a say in how things worked. I mean, we just had to follow these policies and our budgetary limitations. And so I saw firsthand many, many animals get destroyed because the owners couldn't get off work to get into the shelter. Sometimes they would even call and they'd know that their pet was at the shelter and they couldn't make it down because they just weren't in a position where they could get off work during shelter hours and then the animals would be right. destroyed. And, and the Hayden Law did uh, ask to increase those shelter hours so that they were more flexible, that people could get there after work. Well, what happens a lot, and you know this being working in a shelter, is that folks may find a stray dog or cat in their neighborhood, pick it up, but be on their way to work or on their way to somewhere mm -hmm. and decide that they'll drop it off at a shelter near where their destination is versus their home. So right. maybe the person starts looking for the animal in their community, but it's actually in the next community over because mm -hmm. the good Samaritan that picked up that animal uh, dropped it off there out of convenience. Right. I, I do want to mention to you, um, you know, the 72-hour hold, I wondered how you know, how far back did California determine to hold the animals in, uh, for 72 hours instead of killing them as soon as they caught them? And so I called the state law librarian and asked if they would look this up for me. And I found out, and I have the statute, that it was 1921. Oh, I know. It was completely antiquated. It needed to be changed decades ago, especially the way that people view animals now. It's Animals are part of the family. And it's just there are so many antiquated laws on the books. And slowly but surely, we're chipping away and, and making good changes. And now we're seeing that this Wonderful going back. change. Yeah, going yeah. back 91 years. So repealing this will put us back. It will. We will have not evolved on the issue for 91 years, almost a century. And, you know, the fact that we already bring in a million dogs and cats to our shelters, kill over half, is already, you know, a moral stain on our state. Mm -hmm. And then to um, go ahead and do this repeal and make matters even worse, it's, it's just not the right direction, it's obviously. It's hideous, Judy. And, and you brought up another issue. A lot of shelters work with rescue groups, but rescue groups are volunteer organizations, and people who work within these rescues do their best to get out to all the shelters as much as they can and rescue animals and continue adoption efforts through the rescue organization. But that takes time to coordinate, and by chopping the holding period down, it's it's going to completely just put this wonderful operation in turmoil. 
and, and just really risk the lives of a lot of animals at this point that could have been placed into rescue. And so the financial folks at the state of California, they, they don't know or see that aspect of it, you know. And what they see is, hey, this is another mandate, costs money, and we want to cut anything that costs money. So they've bundled this mandate with many others, and they add up to $750 million a year. And they're just kind of looking at this as a line item, something that costs money, and boom, let's slash it, and that's it. And it's like, whoa, 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 you know. So here, can I talk a little bit about the budget process and where this is going and how it could end up getting repealed or not repealed if we were to influence uh, the governor and the budget chairs uh, to take this repeal out of the budget. Can I please, talk a little bit about that? Please do, Judy, absolutely. Okay, because this, this is complicated part is, you know, this, this document comes from the Department of Finance and it's uh, signed off on by the administration, and then it goes to the two budget committees, the Assembly Budget Committee and the Senate Budget Committee. And they then look at, these, look at the budget and they make their recommendations uh, on what to keep, what to repeal. Mm-hmm. So the Senate Budget Committee chair is Senator Mark Leno. So he is the person uh, that we would need to convince that we need to pull this repeal out. And then on the assembly side is Assemblymember Bob Blumenfield. Now, Bob is aware of this issue, and he is totally on board with uh, taking this repeal out. But, of course, yeah, he has to have, you know, the other members of his committee vote his way. So the, the first, you know, the first step is these two committees. And then once it, if you can get the repeal out on both sides of the House, the uh, Senate and Assembly, the next step is it goes to what's called the conference committee. At the conference committee, then they reconcile the two versions of the budget, the one from the Assembly, the one from the Senate. So they say, okay, well, the animal adoption uh, repeal has been pulled out of both. You know, there's nothing to reconcile. That's a good thing. But if one house pulled it out and the other house didn't, well, then all of a sudden uh, that becomes controversial. Hmm. And then this conference committee then negotiates whether to keep it in or keep it out. And the conference committee is made up of um, the uh, chairs and the pro tem and the uh, speaker of the assembly, John Perez, and the pro tem, Daryl Steinberg and then the two budget committee uh, chairs. So they then hash out this at the conference committee, and then the budget goes to what's called the Big Five, which is Governor Brown, the pro tem, the speaker, and the the majority and minority leaders of the uh, two parties. Do you have a sense of how they feel about this? You know, everyone's telling me that it's going to be hard uh, to 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 get this not to be repealed because there's so much on the table for human services as well. Mm-hmm. And so people put the animal stuff under the human uh, issues. And so we might have a tougher time 
convincing, you know, everyone we need to that this is important because of all the human uh, uh, cuts and crises as well, which Mm -hmm. obviously we're all compassionate uh, for. Um, but you know, uh, but those the animals cuts need... don't result in people getting euthanized. <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't heard of one of that. That one would be on. Uh, definitely would hit the news. So, yeah. <laughs> good point, Marie. Oh boy. Well, if I you've mentioned a lot of names, and I know a lot of people are driving right now and and didn't necessarily have the chance to commit those to memory or write those down. Do you have a website where people can go and and get all the information on who they can contact, what they should say, and how to get the word out about that we need to take some action to make this stop? Um, Now, I am going to be updating our site because all this information has been coming to me uh, and I've been putting it all together, compiling myself, and so I am going to be updating our site, uh, which is Social Compassion. They can just Google Social Compassion in legislation, and uh, if it's not there tonight, within the next couple of days, it'll be up there. I plan on doing a big email blast, getting the site updated. Uh, to guide everybody who is the right uh, folks for us to lobby. Now, this is not going to be in the budget committees until mid-March, and that's why I don't have the site ready today, but it will be within the next couple of days because we do have some time. And, And the closer to the time the committee meets, that you start making these calls and writing these letters is better because the letters and the calls don't get misplaced. Mm -hmm. It's fresher. So so I appreciate you having me on today and and making everybody aware so that they can, um, you know, be ready to help lobby this uh, because we definitely are going to need the community, the state, pulling together and asking uh, for this to not get repealed. Absolutely. Judy, you always have such important topics to discuss when you visit us here on the Pet Place, and we always appreciate you taking the time to explain what's happening. Thank you, Marie. Thank you so much. We need to take a quick Pet Place break now, but don't go away. Ruth and Krista has a super cool pet ID tag to tell you all about, so hang in there, and we'll be right back with Ruth here on K-Mozart. Welcome back to the Pet Place Radio Show on Game Up Fart. I'm Marie Hewlett, and joining me now is Ruth and Krissa. Hi, Ruth. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing fine, Marie. Thank you. Well, I know that uh, you always have some pretty cool products for pets to tell us about when you come to visit the Pet Place, and I understand you have a very cool one to tell us about today. I do. Absolutely. And what is that? Well, what it is is being able to put another layer of safety and protection over your pets. The company's name is Pet Hub. Okay. And and what they have come out with is being able to use uh, today's technology with smartphones Mm -hmm. with tags that go onto your pets. Oh, okay. So it's a special ID tag. Yes, it is. All righty. And... Pet Hub, I understand that they refer to themselves as uh, geniuses <laughs> as opposed to geeks. <laughs> yes. Even though they're into the tech world. And they're up in Seattle? 
Yes, they are. Okay. And so is this tag available everywhere, or are they just starting out in the Seattle area? Actually, the tag is available anywhere at all. Okay. Uh, And it's very easy to get. And right now I am working with Pet Hub through my pet sitting business Mm -hmm. uh, because I've had a lot of chances to go and save animals. So it really struck a note with me uh, that if they would have had these tags, we could have got the animals back to their pet parents a lot quicker. Wow. How does that work? How does the, the Pet Hub tag work? Well, it's it's a tag, and what it has is a QR code on it, which means if you have a smartphone and uh, press the camera button, it reads the code on there, and then what it does is it actually emails the pet owner, and if your phone has GPS, it'll give them the GPS location of their pet. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) And then you, as a person finding the animal, will automatically have that person's information on the tag itself. Oh, wow. And, okay, so you you find a pet, and you see that it's got this little technological device on the collar. What does it even look like? How would you recognize it? It, It's just like a regular dog tag, uh-huh. except there, there's a uh, the code that's on it. I'm sure you've seen them. They're little square boxes. All advertisers use them, and when you scan them, then they what it does like is the, it'll bring the up there with us. Exactly. They okay. look like an ink blot, yes. Okay, so you Those are called QR over. codes. Okay, is the tag uh, one of those uh, vinyl plastic tags then? They are, they, are, they are a metal tag. Okay. And so... I'm I'm is it engraved into the tag? This it is engraved. Okay, and your phone can still register that though. Absolutely. Oh, and if no. you don't have a smartphone, there is a website that you can go to and put the code in that's on that tag. Okay. So that you can still get the information. So there's a or, code about the owner. Also. Okay, excellent, yes. excellent. So if you come across a dog or a cat or any pet, I I'm assuming a turtle. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> And you notice it's got an unusual tag on. Does it actually say PetHub.com also so that somebody knows what website to go to? It does, yes. Oh, excellent, excellent. Okay, I'm I'm just, you know, I'm completely stupid here. I don't know anything about it. That's why I'm asking all these questions because I imagine the average person out there who comes across one of these tags is going to say, what is this? And what kind of information do you get if you go to the website? Well, when you go to the website, they show you where they have available. You can either get the tag or they have a collar with the tag on the collar itself. So you do have two options. If you don't want dangling from your, your pet's collar, then mm-hmm. you can actually buy a collar from there. Oh, that's and, great. And the nice thing is they have three different memberships that you can do. Mm-hmm. The first one is free. Mm-hmm. It's called the bronze. Okay. So you go, you, all you do is buy the tag or the collar. And then you can put all of your pet's information in, everything from their rabies code to, you know, if they have a microchip to their vet to who can contact them. The second level then is where it gets in a little more technolo- technology to it. Okay. And that's where the GPS would show up if you would scan the, the tag itself. Ah. And then the third one has all of those features Plus, it has $3,000 worth of insurance for your pet if your pet is hurt after a $50 deductible, and that's the one that I got for my dog. Wow. How much does that cost? That costs $49 a year. 
Oh, gee, that's Which a is unbelievable. Yeah, because if your pet gets lost and is hit by a car or perhaps attacked by another animal, you can easily spend that that much money oh, at a veterinarian. $3,000 is almost nothing these days for an emergency trip to the veterinarian. So absolutely. this is fabulous. Well, and I understand that you can also, as a pet owner, if your pet has special needs, needs medication or has certain attributes that you want somebody to know about, you can add that information into your information that you post? You absolutely can. You There is so much information put in. When you do go into the website and you, you plan on doing it, give yourself a good half hour just so you can get the correct information in because, again, the more information the person can have on the other end, if they find your pet, the better it is that they're going to get back to you. Wow. This is you know what I like about this? Just like I like microchips, this is something that just allows the animal to talk practically, to communicate with you and say, I'm lost, this is my owner, this is everything about me that you yes. need to know, and it's just amazing, very amazing. How long is, has this special tag been available? You know, they have been out there, I'm going to say probably a little over a year mm-hmm. uh, they've been out there. And um, right now uh, they ha- are working with my company, OC Pet Companions, where I have 100 tags that I'm willing to give the tags to if you would sign up for the silver or the gold membership. And I have a special code, and it's actually half price if you mm-hmm. go through me. Wow. <laughs> so I'm, I'm their beta tester okay. in the whole United States. Oh, well, lucky you. (laughs) Yeah, and and they want feedback, so anybody that would get them would also, we'd ask them, give them a call, try to get feedback, because they really want to keep this up to date, see what people like, what people don't. So they really really are trying to touch the paws of the pets, you know, and the pet owners. I'd really like this to catch on. So how would somebody, again, get in touch with you to, uh, to get this program going for their own animals? Well, they can they can text me or call me at 949-554-5496. Okay. Do you have a website? And website is OC Pet PET Companions with an S dot com. Mhm. Or they could email me at Ruth R U T H at OC Pet Companions dot com. Great. And I would be glad to get that uh, get those tags out to them. And if you listeners have missed any of that before I let Ruthann go, I'm going to have her repeat it one more time at the very end of this segment. But there was something I was also very interested in that you mentioned uh, earlier when you were giving me some information uh, before we were on the air. You said that there's a way that people can share information about pet sitters, doggy daycares, vets, groomers, that sort of thing. How does that work? Well, on when you go on to PetHub.com and, and purchase your tags, there will be different fields that you will fill out, and there is a section there that will allow you to put that information in. Say, for instance, if your pet is lost, the information will come up and say, okay, this is my pet sitter, you can contact them if you can't get hold of me. Okay. Or this is my vet, you can contact them. Or this is my doggy daycare place, you can contact them and take my pet there. Oh, I see, I see. Okay, so yes. that's more along the lines of uh, alternatives in case the pet owner 
himself or herself is not available. Outstanding. Now, I I can't imagine this ever being the case, but if somebody is not happy with the tag after they get it, um, is there a return policy, anything like that? Absolutely. PetHub has a no-questions-asked return policy. If for whatever reason you're not satisfied with the tags, uh, they'll either replace it for free or refund you the cost of the product, and no questions asked. Wow, that's wonderful. So, Ruth, um, we are running out of time, and I already gave advance warning to the listeners, so hopefully you guys have grabbed your pens and your papers. Ruth, if somebody wanted to get the tag, um, sign up for the program. Let's give all your information one more time. Okay. You can call me or text me at 949-554-5496. Email me, Ruth, R-U-T-H, at O-C, Pet, P-E-T, Companions.com. And the website is www.ocpetcompanions.com. Outstanding. This is just a brilliant idea, and I think it has the potential to really help a lot of pets and people. So I'm so pleased you were able to stop by this morning to talk about it. So thanks. My pleasure. My pleasure, Marie. Thank you. It is time to take our last break of the morning, but when we return, be ready for Pet Place news and events here on K Mozart. We're back on the Pet Place Radio Show. I'm Marie Hewlett, and it's time for Pet Place News and Events. You know, I've mentioned this a few times here on the Pet Place Radio Show, but if you ever want to do something fun with your dog on a Monday night, that's tomorrow, then head on over to Fred's Mexican Cafe in Huntington Beach for Doggy Date Night. Dine on the patio, and when you order an entree, your four-legged friend receives a yummy doggy stew for free. Dress up your pup for a night on the town every Monday from 6 p.m. to midnight. For more information, call 714-374-TACO or go online to www.fredsmexicancafe.com. You know, I mention these guys a lot because not only having a fun time with your pet, Fred's Mexican Cafe also helps out a lot of local humane organizations and animal causes. So they're a very cool business to support. And we're hoping to get them on the show in the next few weeks, so stay tuned for that. And don't forget to check out our website at www.petplace.org and send us your comments or suggestions for the show. That's all for me today. Remember, pets need love and a home, too. We'll be back next weekend here on K Mozart. I'm Marie Hewlett. Please stay near to your pets and have a wonderful day. <laughs>